At Bryan Health, we care for patients, educate tomorrow's healthcare providers, motivate our community with fitness and health programs, and collaborate to continually improve how we serve others. That's why we are proud to present another Bryan Health podcast. Here's Melanie Cole. As cigarette smoking seems to be on the decline, another method of nicotine use has managed to hook today's youth. Joining me today is Cassandra LeBlanc. She's a public health educator in the Tobacco Prevention Program at the Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department. Cassandra, I'm so glad to have you join us today. We're talking about vaping. Is vaping really harmless? Tell us exactly what it is. Vaping is really like a slang term for the use of an electronic cigarette. And, you know, the electronic cigarettes come in many shapes and sizes. They have a battery that produces an aerosol. So when a lot of people hear the term vaping, they think it's harmless because when you hear vaping, you associate that with water vapor or something of that nature. But that's definitely not the case because what does come out of an electronic cigarette isn't water vapor, it's an aerosol. So when we talk about that aerosol now, uh, that's made up of many different things. There's nicotine in there which is detrimental to the developing brain. There's ultrafine particles um, that can be inhaled deep into the lungs. And then there's flavorings in there, such as diacetyl, which is linked to serious lung disease. The thing about that is you're going to hear me say can a lot um, when we talk today. And the thing about that is it's because there's so many different brands when someone's using an electronic cigarette. There's so many different types and manufacturers. And they're not being regulated the way that cigarettes are being regulated. So they can vary in so many ways. It's not known what's in every single vapor product on the market. Well, I'm glad you discussed regulation. So can teens under the age of 18 legally vape and buy these products? What are some of these products we're talking about? Teens actually under the age of 18 are not legally allowed to purchase these products the same way that they're not allowed to purchase traditional products. And an interesting thing for the state of Nebraska is as of January 1st, 2020, that legal age actually is going to 19 years old. So anyone under the age of 19 cannot purchase traditional cigarettes and they cannot purchase electronic cigarettes. Well, that's really good to know. And at the beginning, Cassandra, people were thinking vaping is going to be better for you than smoking cigarettes. Is that true? Is it a better option than smoking? And can it help quit for maybe adults that are looking for a way to quit? Yeah, that's a great question. So I want to make sure that it's known that the key difference between traditional cigarettes and electronic cigarettes and uh, those vaping-related products is that the e-cigarettes do not burn or contain tobacco. And uh, the traditional cigarette smoke has, you know, a mix of 7,000 deadly chemicals that are proven harmful. So while it is extremely difficult to find something that's as harmful as a regular cigarette, electronic cigarettes do have some of those chemicals. So just because technically they have less, which someone may say makes them safer, it does not make them safe. And I want to also make it known that for the long-term adult cigarette smoker um, and they completely switch to vaping, that could be a slight benefit and potentially a risk reduction behavior. But that's only if they're a complete substitute for regular cigarettes. A lot of times people are using both of them at the same time. They are not safe for youth, for young adults, for pregnant women, or adults who don't use tobacco products. Now, as far as them being used as a cessation device or for quitting, 
Electronic cigarettes are not FDA-approved cessation devices, such as um, the lozenge or the patch or things of that nature. They're not approved as something to help someone quit using cigarettes. They do have nicotine in them themselves and therefore can keep someone hooked on nicotine. Well, thank you for that answer and for clarifying that for the listeners. There's a lot of talk about pulmonary illness and even people dying. Tell us what's going on with that. Do we know what the long-term effects are, how these effects can be treated? What are you learning about how these products are affecting a child's lungs? So the pulmonary illness has been given a name by the CDC, and it's eValley which stands for Electronic Cigarette or Vaping Product Use Associated Lung Injury. So let's talk about that a little bit. These numbers are updated on a weekly basis. So as of December 17th, 2019, there have been 2,506 hospitalized cases from all 50 states, and there have been 54 deaths in 27 states and the District of Columbia. So it's interesting that you did mention youth, because, again, I mentioned earlier that these are not safe for youth to use, and vaping could potentially be a risk reduction behavior for someone that has used, let's say, a cigarette long-term. Interesting to statistics from this lung injury uh, outbreak is that 78% of the cases are under the age of 35 years old, and 38% are between the ages of 18 to 24 years old, 16% being under the age of 18. So 16% of the cases are under the age that is legal to currently buy these products. And another thing to note is that from the samples tested by the CDC, vitamin E acetate was identified as a chemical of concern, Uh, THC was present in most of the samples, and nicotine was present in 62% of those samples. And so because there are so many different substances, product sources, and chemicals that are being watched while this investigation is happening, the CDC recommends that people refrain from using electronic cigarettes and vaping products. Well, it certainly is really good advice and such an interesting topic. Cassandra, what can communities do? As you are with the county health department, what do you want communities to know to reduce youth e-cigarette use? Tell us a little bit about some advice for parents about how they can talk to their children about this, what the communities and the schools can do, how we can all be more informed. That is a great question. And actually, the Surgeon General published a great report about this very topic. Um, We believe that everyone has a role in the community in stopping the youth use and initiation of electronic cigarettes. You know, whether it's teachers at school and uh, the professionals that are working in schools, including it in curriculum, whether that's a healthcare provider asking if their patients use electronic cigarettes and talking to them about what's currently happening right now, whether that's a parent talking to their child about electronic cigarettes and just making sure that they're aware. And so in that Surgeon General report, they mentioned all the ways that people can talk to youth about it. And in a specific report, it's called Talk With Your Teen About Electronic Cigarettes. It's a tip sheet for parents. And that's located on the Surgeon General's Electronic Cigarette website. There's another option that was published by the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. And that topic, it also discusses electronic cigarette use. And it's called What You Need to Know and How Do You Talk to Your Kids About Vaping. Another thing um, when we're talking about quitting is there is the quit line 
for those that are using electronic cigarettes. And so there's the Nebraska Tobacco Quit Line. The phone number is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. The thing about that is you have to be 16 years old to use that service, and it is great because if you're over the age of 18 and you call, there's an opportunity to receive two weeks of free nicotine replacement therapy, and that can include the gum, the lozenge, or the patch. But for those youth that are under the age of 16 that are using electronic cigarettes, there's a text-based service that you text Ditch Jewel, D-I-T-C-H-J-U-U-L, to 88709, and they can receive age-appropriate counseling that way. What an excellent service. Thank you for telling us about those how do parents know that their kids are vaping as it doesn't really smell like cigarettes? You can tell when a kid comes in, if they smell or in their room, and they're using these vaping products to also vape marijuana and and other drugs. So how can you tell? Is there a way for a parent to tell? Yeah, my best advice for parents would to be to do your research. Uh, you know, a lot of these products right now are looking like everyday items, whether it's the devices that look like a flash drive, whether it's the ones that look like a pen. You know, the smell may not be as intrusive as someone may say a cigarette is, but there is still that fruity smell. And I know that oftentimes, you know, especially when we're talking about young uh, people and youth, maybe they're using some body sprays and perfumes, but uh, parents should know what's coming in and out of their houses. And if it's a smell that they don't recognize, I would say, you know, ask your child and just be aware of what these products can look like and talk to them about that. That's great advice as we wrap up. What would you like parents to know about the dangers of vaping and how to discuss the outbreak with their families, with their youth, because it really is all about communication and explaining these things to your children. So what do you want them to know? Give us your best advice, Cassandra. My best advice is to have that conversation. You know, there's been many initiatives over the years that have made cigarette smoking not as prominent in youth, and now electronic cigarettes came out and are attracting youth and making it an issue. Have that conversation. Let them know that those that are using electronic cigarettes right now are truly the guinea pigs, and there are so many risks associated with being the guinea pig. You know, in 10 years, 15 years, when... Uh, the CDC is doing these investigations when other people are studying the effects of electronic cigarettes. We do not want our youth and our children today to be that guinea pig because we don't know what this is going to look like in 10 years and what these long effects are going to be. And the best advice that I have is to talk to your kids, make sure that they know that those that are using these are the testers right now and they don't want to be that. And just to, you know, uh, be careful and not give into peer pressure and just have those important conversations. What great advice, Cassandra, and what a great point about being the testers, being the guinea pigs, and none of us want our children to do that. And I'm sure that if the youth heard what you said, they wouldn't want to either. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about this very important topic. That concludes this episode of Brian Health Podcast. Please visit our website at brianhealth.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Brian Health podcasts. If you found this podcast as informative as I did, please share. Share with your friends and family. Share on social media. And be sure not to miss all the other interesting podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.